This is a podcast from Minute Media. Hey, Giant fans. Welcome to the Giant Insider Podcast. My name's Jerry Foley. I'm the senior editor of the Giant Insider newspaper. And with me, as always, is the beat writer, the heart of Giants Nation. Nobody beats the biz. Chris Bizignano. Chris, you know, we only did the podcast like a little over a week ago, maybe. But, I mean, the franchise, dude, looks completely different from the last time we spoke. I mean, the alphabet soup of names that have come in now... Uh, including today, and we'll get into, you know, every one of them. We we think we can get into every one of them. I don't know unless we do a six-hour show, but we'll, we'll touch on each one. Um, but man, Chris, what a different feel now in that in that uh, in the franchise. So you you tweeted it yesterday. Like these are the new names, and holy cow, dude, unreal. So a couple of days ago, I was thinking about you, Jerry. You know, so when they hired Brandon Brown, who's now our new assistant general manager. Yeah. And he basically went into Philly land and said, yeah, let's let's kidnap him in the middle of the night, get him out of there, and bring him over here. <laughs> yeah. I said to myself, oh, man, Jerry's got to be loving this. Yeah. You know, uh, So that was the big hire a couple of days ago, Brandon Brown. Hey, look, you know, you talk to people around the league and and people, you know, connected, and, and they're like, oh, this guy's, this guy's going to be a rising star, man. He, yeah. he, he found a lot of talent in Philly. He wasn't just, right. you know, handing water to – to Howie Roseman and stuff like that. You know, he, he yeah. was, this guy's the real deal, man. This guy yeah. found talent, you know. Um, he was rumored early on as one of the names for GM with the Giants. Boomer right. Sison was brought him up. Right, right. So, you know, so he comes over here. He's going to be like Joe Shane, you know, right-hand man. He's assistant general manager. And, you know, and he, and you hear nothing but great things about him, man. You hear nothing but great things about him. Um, and you know what? And Philly is, you know, they're pretty advanced in their front office. Yes, man. They, they are. You know, one thing about them, you know, the Eagles and the, the dopes, the fans are dopes and all that. But they're pretty advanced in their Chris, front office. If they took Jefferson over Rager, it'd be looked at so much differently. That's like the one bad mistake they made, yeah, right? Which, but, which look, and every happens. organization does, right? right? Jerry, you, right. you could go to it, you know? Right. And obviously, that didn't work out, you right. know, but, but... But you're right. Like, later on, you know... Later on is where they build their team. Like, they build their team throughout. So you're right, Chris. The fact that they took him from Philly, the fact that he's a Fordham guy, which is right in the Mariners' wheelhouse. I think we said that early on. Like, oh, he's in Ford- He's from Fordham. He's got a shot. Um, yeah, I was ecstatic, dude. I love that they that they pillaged Philly for that. Yeah, uh, you know, and we're getting to a point here, Jerry. Another bright young mind right. in the building. Yep. You know, with Joe Shane, a bright young mind. Yeah. You know, Jerry, I mean – I know you know what Joe Shane looks like. Everybody knows what he looks like from the you know the presses, but you know I stood next to this guy Jerry. You think it's some kind of high school kid? You yeah, know what I mean? right, right, right. I mean, you know, when I was talking to him in his presser, you think you're talking to some young you know guy just maybe just went to college. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. And that's not a knock. I'm just saying it's just a bright young right. mind. Right. Brandon Brown, a bright young mind. Right. You know, Jerry, and you know what? We can start with the off. You know. Off it, we'll get get into a lot of stuff here, but so you know, Brian Dable goes out and he hires Mike Kafka, mm-hmm. a bright young mind. Yeah, and he's going to run the offense. You know, we'll, we'll stick with the offense for now. Then we'll get into the defense. And another another guy with Philly roots, really. Yeah, you know, but he's a guy, Jerry. <laughs> yeah, you know, you look at the Giants' offense, and obviously we all know it hasn't been good. Right. Matter of fact, it's been horrific. Right, as we yep. all know, it's been horrific, mm-hmm. and. Their main problem the last few years is among a lot of the, among other things has been what their red zone offense has Horrible. been dead. 
dead last the last two years. Maybe 31st. Maybe it fluctuated back and forth, 31st, right. 32nd. But it hasn't been 4th to 31st. It's been 31st, 32nd, right. 30th. <laughs> the whole deal, right? Yeah. yeah. So the first thing that, you know, Jerry, the first thing that came when Mike Kafka was hired, <clears throat> excuse me, the first thing that popped in my head, Jerry, was red zone offense. Yeah. Like, dude, this guy has to improve this red zone offense. Right. Right, Jerry? Why? Well, he's learned under the best, one of the best to ever do it. Right. And Andy Reid. Right. Getting very creative inside the tw- – extremely creative. I mean, Randy Reed's red zone offense is usually up there every year. You see how creative he is right. in the red zone. I mean, uh, holy you, holy shit, you don't know what's going to come when he – I mean, Chris, when he coached the Eagles and he'd get inside the 20, it was, oh, shit, what's going to happen now? What's he going to throw at us? All of a sudden, the receiver's in the backfield. He's throwing it's, – it's, it, they could basically do anything inside the 20, dude. Capable of anything. And then when they get inside the, the 10 and the 5, and they're doing yeah. shovel passes, they shovel got passes tight ends throwing passes, and they got Tyreek Hill bouncing behind the quarterback, yep. and they're fin- and I mean, dude, yep. yeah, come on. I know, yeah. You know, I mean, so that's the first thing that came to my mind was, holy yep. crap, Mike Kafka has to. I, I know there's nowhere to go but up, Jerry. <laughs> right, right, right. But the point is, like, do we, you know, we don't want to stay 30th, 31st, right. 29th, you know? Yeah, yeah. The first thing that comes to my mind, like, I mean, this guy has to improve this. Yeah. And look, I know we don't have Travis Kelsey's and Mahomes. That's not the point. The point is that you're looking for a pretty vast improvement out of the red zone offense right. with the schemes. And that's something that you expect from Kafka, Jerry. I don't know what went through your head, but that was the first thing that popped in my mind, bro. No, it's a great point. It's that red zone offense. I mean, I'm just excited that he's from the Andy Reid tree, Chris. That he, you know, he played for him for a while early on, and then he went to coach with him. He was what passing game coordinator they call it. I just like that he's from that tree. He's from that, you know, he's learning from one of the best. Now Reid does pass too much, but look, like you said, there's no, there's nowhere to go but up. I'm excited of some ingenuity and creativity with this kid. And oh my God, he's 34, dude. I, I still can't get over that. These guys are getting younger and younger than me. I'm, that's a new experience for me, dude. Our GM's 42, our offensive coordinator's 34. But yeah, I'm just excited about what he can bring to the table and the, the anti-staleness, as you would say, yeah. from you know the last couple of years with, with no, you know, I don't want to pounce on Garrett, but it just, it's going to be a lot more fun, creative. Yeah, you know, Jerry, and, and the second thing that popped in my head after the red zone offense that I was thinking about when a Kafka coming over here. It's going to be Kadarius Tony. Yep. Um, you know, we all hope Kadarius can stay healthy. Obviously, that was an issue last year, but I see like Kadarius doing so many different things now. Yeah. Sort of like that Tyreek Hill type role. Right. You know, bouncing, you know, doing that motion behind the quarterback, doing those quick receiver screens. Doing, I mean, you know, even, even getting some hand, you know, maybe even throwing the ball because we all know Kadarius can wing it. All stuff like that. I, I see Kadarius Tony doing so many different things now, Jerry, with this guy Kafka. Yeah. You know, he's got to look at Kadarius. Obviously, they're a little different players. And, you know, but, you know, he has to look at him and say, all right, well, you know what? This is going to be my little miniature Tyreek Hill type version here. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Where uh, I'm going to get this guy involved a lot like I got, or I should say, like a lot like Biennemi and Reed got Tyreek Hill involved. Right. I mean, the guy's sitting there four years. He's learning, right, Jerry? Right, you, right, you know, right. He's learning what these guys are doing. They sure. sit in offensive meetings. They know what, you know what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. So that, that was the second thing that popped in my head, bro. It was like, okay, I'm really going to be interested to see, you know, how he uses Kadarius Tony, in, you know, in his role, in his scheme. Yeah, and I'll be honest with you. He went from quality control coach 
to passing game coordinator. Right. And when you do that under Andy Reid in like a year or two, that's a big deal, I think, right? Because that's one of the best offenses in the league. You have one of the best coaches in the league, best quarterbacks. Um, that's, that's, I think it speaks to him. I think it speaks to his progression. Like you said, he's been there four years. He's got to learn, a, he had to learn a ton from Reid, and, and you hope he brings, you hope he brings that over. I think he could, I think he will, but yeah, I just, uh, I just think it's such a great move for them. And Jerry, what is it, Jerry? It's, it's a breath of fresh air. Right, right. right. Another young guy from a winning program. Yep. You know, they, you know, hit it all, an 18 point lead away from going back to the Super Bowl again, you know, yeah. the whole deal. So, another young mind that, that's learned from one of the best, you know, and that's going to come over here, uh, like, you know, like Dable and all these guys from winning programs, you know, yeah. Jerry. I mean, Dable goes out and he hires his quarterback coach and, you know, Shea Tierney from Buffalo, you know, yeah. and he, yeah. he obviously worked with. You know, he's made him a quarterback coach. He's going to work with Daniel Jones. And, you yeah. know, he comes over from the Josh Allen thing. And, and you know, you you look at the staff. And we're not, we're not, we didn't even get into the defensive side yet, you right. know. And and you have to be impressed yeah. with the staff that Brian Dable is putting together. Now, we all know it doesn't matter to me. It's not playing and producing and all that. But you, you look at these guys and you have to be pretty impressed, Jerry, with, with some of these guys he's bringing over here. Yeah, if you like offense, we just got guys from both teams of maybe the best offensive game you'll ever see. Uh, the, the, exactly. Right? The Bills, Chiefs. Like, that's what, I, that's what excites me. Like, the, the big picture here is we're taking guys from both of those teams, and we didn't get them from the defensive side. We got them from the offensive side, which makes me feel a lot better. Um, but, yeah, it, it's, it's just, a, it's, it's a, it, like you said, it's a, a breath of fresh air. Right. You know, and, and Dable brings over Bobby Johnson. You know, yeah. he's going to be the offensive line coach, yeah. another Buffalo guy, another guy who had a, you know, mix and match, man, because yeah. of injuries last year, you know, and, and kind of stabilized, you know, and settled down that line when the kid Brown went out, right? You know, they lost uh, Feliciano, uh, uh, you know, so you got to mix and match, you know, and, and, and a guy that's done a pretty good job over there, you know, Deion Dawkins, but a pretty hell of a pretty good left tackle, man, for the last few years. And, and so, Another guy from Buffalo, another guy from winning program from a really good offense, Jerry and Bobby yeah. Johnson. And he's going to come over here, and, you know, and they're going to have to – obviously, the offensive line is going to be a huge part of this team. Chris, you have, have to, to think, be, if Kafka comes over, he's like, all right, we got Barkley right now. And I'm, I forget about trades, but like now, looking at the team, all right, we got Barkley, we got Tony, we have, we should be able to do more with Galladay. I can do some things. Bobby Johnson comes over, he's like, all right, we have Andrew Thomas. Oh, my God. All right, we got to upgrade the rest. <laughs> Right, right, but you know, you know, the, you know, these guys look at it like as a challenge, Jerry. Yeah, okay, right, well, right. you know what? We're going to step in this building and we're going to build this offense line. I, you know, I remember right. the Bills' offense line was crap for years. Yeah, before years yeah. You know, uh, and so that's what they do, brother. You know, yeah. they're going to yeah. come in here and they're going to say, "Okay, we're going to look at this, this, and we're going to do this and this and that." And, and you know, speaking of Barkley, Jerry, I, I got to ask you this. You know, maybe I'm Strunati. I don't know what the hell. Maybe I'm missing something. But where, where's everybody getting this? Barkley and Bradbury trade talk from. Well, also Tony now, and that's what everyone's bringing yeah, up. And yeah, it's everybody like, else, yeah. Like, like, I don't, guys, they just got here. I don't, you know, Tony's, you got to think about Tony, right? Like, if he's under contract till 2024, very cheap. I don't even know if it makes sense trading him unless he just is a complete distraction. No, no, Jerry, I'm asking you. No, I know. Where I'm, is this coming? Is no, this right, from media? A, media, uh, this fans, from media, a, media. Oh, uh, media, okay, all. because. Yeah. You know, people I talk to and stuff like that. I don't. Nobody knows what the hell anybody's talking about. Yeah, is this yeah. from a you know a reliable person? Where is this from? It, it's it's from it's just from guys contributing. I think 
on their own blogs on Twitter. And the reason oh, I brought up the reason oh, I brought up Tony oh. real quick, Tony doesn't even make sense to me just because he's so cheap. Why would you unless you're getting a first round pick? Why would you even consider anything? I, Barkley, I think it's more well. He hasn't done any. He, he's he. They don't know if he's ever going to revert to his rookie year. But now you, if you're going to build a line, Chris, if you're going to improve the line, wouldn't you want to see what Barkley can do with a new offensive coordinator, offensive-minded coach, and an offensive line that can actually block for him? Yeah, I just don't. You know, I see some stuff on social media about. You know, I, I guess it's just people throwing crap against the wall. See, yes, about people trying to get clickbait. I, I, I'm just looking for. Could somebody show me a reliable source that says you know Barkley's getting traded? I mean, no. where's this coming from? No, you know, uh, you think he's, they're putting his staff together to talk about trades? Really? Okay. Right. right. But look, Jerry. Um, yeah, I mean, like you said, get back to Saquon. Is like, you know, you know, he's got a year left, and if you don't think this kid could go back and really do some damage next year with a pretty good offensive line, you're out of your mind. Bro. And a real offensive scheme. Yeah, you know, so I don't know, but I just read this stuff. I'm like, well, where's this coming from? You know, vapor. It's coming out of the air. Okay, maybe there's something to it. Maybe there isn't. We'll start learning in the next few months. You know, so Bobby Johnson and Shea, the the Shea Tierney, you know, coming over the offensive side of the ball. Jay, two guys I'm happy about. Yeah. <clears throat> that Bobby, uh, Bobby, listen to me. That Brian Dable retained is defensive back coach Jerome Henderson. Yes. Who actually got an interview for DC? Yeah, and I felt he deserved it, and I felt they, you know, he deserved to be heard. Yeah, okay, and interviewed. And special teams coach, uh, who you know, Jerry, I oh, think yeah. very highly of. Yeah, and that's Thomas McGay. Yep, you know, so you know, it just goes to show you, Jerry. Not everybody comes in as a new head coach and just wipes everybody out. You know, right? Right. Uh, he looked. Not, he was very objective. Looked at their body of work. Hey, guys, you know, if you don't think Jerome Henderson did a heck of a job last year when he had kids coming off the street. Chris, I'll tell you, I think it's even the year before. You know, right. You know, <laughs> so he did a heck of a job keeping that back end together. You know, with Patrick Graham, don't get me wrong. Sure. But he, he did a heck of a job coaching up guys like Jaron Williams. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and Aaron Robinson, the- Aaron Robinson catching up quickly, being that he was out for so long. Yeah. You know, you, you know, you have some guys in there, man. Uh, I, I can't even think of the other guys named. Uh, damn, season's a month a month over. Yeah, I, I I'm already forgetting names. Uh, That's really, right. I can see his name. Anyway, another guy that played stepped in there, had to play a little bit, uh, cornerback and slot and all that. So, I'm glad they, you know, they kept him, Jerry. I yep. thought he deserved to stay for sure. I thought he deserved the interview with defensive court. He did get it. And Thomas McGay here, who uh, you know, I think is a pretty good coach. Obviously, Brian Dable does too. He kept him also, you know, so right. um, I was happy to see those guys stay, Jerry. Yeah, I'm going to ask you this. What about Patrick Graham leaving, Chris? How do you feel yeah. about that? Before we get into yeah. the guy they hired, uh, the one aspect of this was we really like Patrick Graham. We always sure. said he did a great job here. Wish him well. Um, yeah. Think he deserves to be a head coach. Um, but now he's, you know, he's going to the Raiders. How do you feel about that? That loss. Yeah, yeah. Look, we didn't want to lose Graham, right? Right. We didn't want to lose him. We really admire. We respect his defensive mind. Uh, he felt he needed a fresh start, um, and he got you know obviously a connection with Josh McDaniels, and uh, with, you know Josh reached out to him about running his defense, and Graham met with the met with the Giants, and they talked about some things, and they decided to go separate ways, and 
Graham felt like he needed a fresh start, and he's going out to the West Coast. So, look, he was one of the guys, obviously, I hope, would stay, Jerry. I think he did a lot of good things. But, Jerry, look, uh, you know, this is the type of business the NFL is. Yeah. And, um, you know, I I didn't want to see Patrick grow, but, you know, I'm not going to go crazy over it, Jerry. I've seen a lot of people, like, really kind of lose it. I mean, Patrick's a good defensive mind and all that. Um, but, you know, we're not losing Belichick here. I mean, I mean you right. know, what I'm, right. what I'm saying is that, you know, you know, and, and now the keep, Giants. Keep it, in pers- we'll get, keep it in perspective, yeah. A little, a little bit, you know, I mean, yeah. now the Giants hire a guy today, and we're going to get into that now. Yes. That's had, that has a pretty strong resume, you know. So um, so I wish Patrick well. Didn't want to see him go. Um and hopefully he does well over there with the you know with Vegas and Josh McDaniels. You know? Yeah, totally a guy you totally well, wish well. Yeah. Was absolutely. it a surprise, Jerry? Well, yeah, yeah, it was. You know, of course Joe Shane and Dable said that if he doesn't get the mini job, Minnesota job, we want him back. And they right. did want him back. Yeah. They did. Yeah. He was gonna be the defensive coordinator, you yeah. know? Yeah. Uh but Graham decided that, you know, he wanted to go in another direction. Yeah. Um so and that he did, you know, so which leads us to what, Jerry? Don Wink Martindale, baby. Right. So, <laughs> look, there was hot rumors about if Graham didn't got a head coaching job or yeah. for some reason it didn't work out here, which it didn't, Yeah. that Dable was going to be very high on Martindale bringing him in here. And that's what he did. Yeah. So now you got a very aggressive defensive quarter, way more aggressive than Graham, not even yeah. close, you know? Yeah. And... Which is fun and scary. Right. So, <laughs> Mondale has had top-rated defenses basically, you know, his three years, four years with Baltimore. And Chris, and Chris, you know what, what, real quick, just to add to that, points too. What was that? Points yes. as well. Yeah. As well, yeah. Um, until last year, but last year they were, de- you know, they were, they were devastated with injuries last yeah. year. Yeah. Um, a very aggressive guy, Jerry. A lot of man press, a lot of single high, and he'll throw some zero cup blitzes in there and all that. <laughs> um, now, he got himself into a little trouble at times last year, but where Harbaugh wasn't too happy with him. Yeah. I did hear this because he was, he was playing that, those type of schemes when they had like me and you on the back end covering. <laughs> <laughs> That's how devastated they were with injuries, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. He kind of stuck with, you know, with that philosophy and that right. aggressive blitzing and. Man, and I, you know, I remember watching Baltimore a few times at the end of the year, like saying, Wink, what the hell are you doing? You know, you don't right. have the personnel for this, you know? Right. And they would get, I mean, I remember the Bengal game where Joe Burrow threw for like 500 yards on him, almost 500 yards. Yeah. And Burrow was killing him. And, and, and Martindale was sticking with the same man coverage, you know? And it, and it was like, and, you know, that, so it happens. Harbaugh and him, they, they, they went their separate ways. And so you got a very aggressive guy here, Jerry, you know, uh, which leads us to you know, the Adoree Jacksons and the James Bradburys. Um, I, I keep reading that that's not suited for Bradbury. What do you think about that, Chris, that man press? Well, you know, he's going to be challenged, you know. Yeah. Um, this is what he is, Jerry. This is what yeah. Martindale is. I, you know, obviously he'll adjust a little bit, but this is what he likes to play, dude. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And if he played it with the likes of Anthony Averett and, and some of these other guys that had to step in for him Chris for the Ravens last year, you don't think he's going to play with Adoree Jackson and Bradbury. You're out of your mind. 
Yeah. This is what he believes in, you know? Yeah. yeah. This is his aggressive defense, man. And, and uh, you know, so, Jerry, that well, leads me to believe, and you're going to see some quarterbacks taken in this draft, man, maybe even high, like maybe even a second-round pick, bro. With us, you mean? With the Giants. Oh, okay. So that's, I, I, I was going to ask it real quick. That's what I was going to ask you. I don't want to get into the draft because I don't want to put you on the spot. We haven't done yeah. as much yet. Yeah. But does a guy like Stingley from LSU all of a sudden, if he's there at five, come into play? Uh, Jerry, I wouldn't think so because Joe Shane has talked so much about the offensive line. Okay. Yeah. So I don't think so. But, Jerry, where I, where I could see a corner is the second-round pick. Yeah. Yeah. Because they got to get some guys now, you know, get in the system of what Martindale is going to play, bro. Right. You know? Um, right. So – it's going to be interesting to see how that works with the draft um, because of, now they got a very aggressive coordinator. And he blitzes. Look, Jerry, Mondale, he blitzes the crap out of you, bro. Right. You know? Which which is fun, right? Like, I mean, it just well, brings, it could be. <laughs> yeah, I know. And dangerous, right? It's just be yeah. careful what you wish for. I mean, there were so many times where we thought, you know, Graham's playing too much zone. I, I And I got why he did it. We understood why he did it. But we just sometimes like I get a little more aggressive, Patrick. Well, yeah. now guys, this is like Jim Johnson aggressive. <laughs> yeah, no, it really is. It is. And, and he don't really care who's on the field. I you know, it's like kind of like it, you know. So you know he, he's you know he's he, he, he that's the way Mondell is. So he's a guy with a resume, Jerry. He's a guy, by the way, that was real close to getting a giant job. Two yes, years he was. Ago. Yep. Yeah. He was real close. The Amara and Tish really liked him, right? Um, and Gettleman, they they really, you know, he really liked him. And then Judge, we all know, he came in with the interview, kind of blew yeah. people away, and yeah. we all know the rest is history as far as that chapter of the Giants book goes. So, um, but he's back here, um, Jerry. To me, it's a good get. I mean, it's a great, oh, yeah. a great yeah. get awesome. by Brian yeah. Gable, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, he's a big name. He's well-respected. He's loved by his players. You see video of him and clips of him. Players love him. You know, if, if you like to blitz, you, you know, I mean, my God, you're going to love playing for this guy, especially, like, guys, I just think of a Dory Jackson would, would love playing for him. Uh, McKinney, and I don't think Pepper's going to be back, but we'll see. Um, but, you know, 3-4, right? It's going to be a primarily, I would imagine, a 3-4 defense. Like, is That's he going to base? That's his base, right. yeah. But will he... I think the Giants are more suited for 3-4 now just because of their defensive line. But is he the type of guy to say, you know what, you know, maybe 4-3 suits this roster a little better that he could kind of go back and forth a bit? Well, that's what he does. You know, that's what he does. You know, there's, yeah. look, there's no right, step 3-4 right. anymore. You know, yeah, you might – that's your base. Yeah. But then the second and third down, you'll be going into that 4 Five yeah. D line look, you know the right. whole deal, you know Jerry. Yeah. So I mean that's what Mondale. I don't think it's going to be a four three base. It'll probably be a three four, as you like you like he likes to play, and then you which know, I think they, suits the roster a little better anyway. Yeah. Because the line know, we have, and he'll adjust with the personnel he has and all yeah. that, and uh, which will be even better, Jerry. They could get a, a pretty good edge kid in one of these picks coming up, you know. So, mm. um, because he's had guys off that edge in Baltimore. Yeah, you know, either Matthew Judon's, you know, yeah, or, or right. the Ty- Tyrus Bowser last year, you know, you know, he, uh, you know, he's had guys off that edge, so um, it, it'll be it, it's look, and it's a he's he's an older guy, Jerry, right? Right. He's been around Harbaugh. I, I think I think he's a good guy for Dable to lean on too. Right. 
Now, Dable could really, you know, I don't know how Dable's going to handle this, how much involved he's going to be on the defensive side of the ball, Jerry. But he's a guy that, could, you know, you could let him run the defense, and Dable's going to do the all. I don't like that. I like to see him be involved. But, look, Mondale is a proven coordinator, Jerry. You could, like, say, okay, you know, Wink, do your thing. Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll be yeah. popping in the meetings, but, you know, I, I'll concentrate on you know, the whole deal. And he's a good guy to lean on. He's been around one of the – Look, he's Mike Martinell's been around the last four years. He's been around the, one of the top three coaches in the game. Yes, I don't yes, think there's has. any question about that. Yep. You know. Yeah. So, and that's I'm, something. Yeah. That I'm sorry, that's something good. A good person to lean on too, Jerry. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm sitting here laughing. I'm smiling because when you said it's not going to be maybe not as involved that I thought. He's going to take a look at this offense and be like, hey, Wink, uh, you got to give me some time. I'm going to be on the offense for quite some time, for at least three months. Right. <laughs> then we'll get over to the defense. But no, in all seriousness, right. um, it is good that he can lean on him. Yes. Um, yeah. there was, it was rumored to, you know, bring in two guys where I kind of, I mean, I get one because he's on his staff, but I just can't see him wearing the NY on his chest. Um, <laughs> Rob Ryan and yeah. Brian Cox, who's really not in football right now, I don't think. Yeah. I, whatever. Yeah, I saw that before we started recording, before we started doing the podcast, and I was like, "Whoa, Rob Ryan!" And yeah, like you said, I could I could see Ryan, but I was like, "Cox, <laughs> Brian Cox, where the hell did that come from?" You know. So, yeah. but that's that's what's going around now. We'll see if they do it. I think he's outside linebacker coach too. That was over there in Baltimore. The Giants are looking at maybe bringing him over too. You know. So, hey, Jerry, you know, you know what, bro. You really can't go wrong with Ravens guys, right? No, no. Hey, listen, you I know? have an open mind about it. It's just very hard yeah. to see Rob Ryan with that long hair yeah. and an NY, like it's just a conservative franchise, and you got yeah. Rob Ryan ranting and raving on the yeah. sidelines. Pretty funny because, you know, he's quite the character, as we all know. Wink yes. Martindale supposedly is quite the character himself, yeah. you know? Yeah, watch some footage with him, man. He's, he yeah, seems like so a funny guy. Yeah, so it's going to be a very interesting sidelines and very interesting uh, – you know, coordinated day when 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 they speak to the media. You know, Martindale yeah. and Kafka seems kind of low key, but we'll see what that's all about. So, hey, look, Jerry. I mean, you know, that's what the organ. I mean, you look at the people that bring it in, and you say, okay, this is yeah, this this has got to be good. I mean, you, you hope this works out, right, Jerry? Right. I think Giant fans should be pretty excited with the people that bring it in here. I think Wink Martindale really. Got the giant fan base excited when they saw that today, bro. People were most excited about that outside of Dable. Yes, yes. Today was like you could feel it. Like everybody was pretty psyched that they got Martin. I think it's what he brings to the table: the blitzing, the aggressiveness. Um, and and look, if you if you had Patrick Graham and him, and you said which one do you want? Yeah. Well, Martindale might win that one. I, I don't know, but well, it's it's that yeah. level of it's that level of D coordinator we're talking about here. Jerry, look. You know, one of the two, you got to go with Mondale. Look what he's done. Yeah, right. Yeah, look what he's done. Yeah. You know? So uh, I think for the Patrick Graham people, and I was one of them. Yeah. Well, bringing this guy in kind of eases that, right? Yeah, kind of right. eases that blow a little bit, Softens right? Softens the blow, yes. Right? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I think, you know, I think everybody's pretty excited about that. And so, so Jerry... Graham is gone. Joe Judge, by the way, looks like he's heading up to New England. Woke yep. up with Belichick. Wish him well. You know, he's going to go yeah, back to New England. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and Joe Shane was down in Mo uh, Mobile, Alabama. And he made some statements. He made talk about, you know, he talked about getting a lot of at-bats in his draft. 
basically what he was saying is that you know he wants to keep these draft picks and swing the bat, brother. You know, all right. All right. And um, he want, he's trying to go. He's trying for a lot of hits. You know what I mean, Joe? He's trying. Yeah. The more it seems like the more draft picks, the better. That's the philosophy he's talking about. You know. Yeah. In other words, we need a lot of translate read between the lines. He, we need a lot of damn help. You know. So I'm keeping these damn draft picks. You know what I mean? So. <laughs> so, so funny. Yeah. So Shane's down there, Jerry. Um, and he talked about you know, and I talked about this dude about you just can't go in there and just wipe out the whole scouting department. Right. Because these guys got last six months grades. And, and Shane talked about it last week about, you know, he feels he got some talented people, but yeah. he's going to have a meeting with his scouts. And for, I, I got to bring this up, Jerry, because I, I got stunned by this. So Shane talked about, we're going to have a, a couple week, two week meeting with my scouts. And we're going to sit there. We're going to talk about, this guy, that guy, because Shane's been scouting these guys. He's got, right. he's got like the first four rounds already scouted out. He said, yeah, because of his time in Buffalo. You sure, this is his job, right? Yep. I mean, yep. so he's got these college kids, and his scouts came to him with these college. So he's got all these kids, a lot of them scouted out already. Yeah, and now he wants to see what these other buffoons, how they have them scouted out. How, so nervous, got, how nervous are they when they so, go to talk to him? Well, with these we're going gonna to get into that in about two <laughs> seconds, right? So Shane said, you know, he's going he's gonna to meet with everybody, and he, and he said, this is something the Giants really haven't done. So when I read that the Giants really never had, like, sit-down meetings with all the scouts and the general manager mm. in February, they haven't done that on the Gettleman? I was Jerry. Did you read that, dude? What, yeah, what the did, hell did you, you hear about that? Yes. And what the hell were they doing? I put doing? it on Twitter. Right, I put what, it on Twitter. Right. What the? What, what were they doing though? Are you effing kidding me? <laughs> right, right. So Joe Shane, when he heard about this, that these guys never got together in February and had and sat down for like a week or so and talked about each one. What do you see here? And we're gonna look at film here. Jerry, I, I couldn't believe that, dude. Right, right, and. That's why I said, how nervous were those guys since they didn't have to do that before? It was almost like a pop, must have been like a pop quiz to them, but for their job. <laughs> so when Joe Shane, when Dave Gettleman was relieved of his duties, yeah. you know how I felt. I said, well, take that Cons, his right-hand man, yes, you did. and yes. get him the hell out of the building too, right? Yes, yes. I was like, get this guy out of here. Remember? Yes. Well... Joe Shane came in and he basically said, listen, I'm giving these guys, I got to get to know my scouts, personnel, people, everything, right? Yeah. And I want to see, you know, I, I feel we may have some talented guys. And I want to see what these guys bring to the table before any change. I have the power to make changes, but I'm not going to do that yet. These guys have been scouting players for six months and they're going to come to me with this. I want to see, you know, how, if we're on the same page, we're not on the same page. Well, Mark Cons didn't even make that. Right. Did I not tell you Mark Cons was a buffoon? You did. That he should be the first one out of the building. Remember, Jerry? Yes, you did. Yes. Well, Mark Cons was the first one out of the building. <laughs> so Joe Shane is getting gold stars so far across the board for that move. So I'm loving Joe. Besides being a golf, a, a nine handicap, which I was pretty impressed with, with Shane. Besides that, I'm loving Joe Shane more and more. Yeah. Because he's thinking like me. <laughs> right, right. Because that would have been my first move. I probably would have done it. The same day after Gettleman right. got launched, yeah. right? But no, but Joe, you know, more mature than me, sat back and said, 
no, let me no, let me get to know these guys. So he waited around a month, yeah. and he launched Mark Kahn's. Okay? Mm-hmm. So now guys like Chris Pettit, who I said should also be launched the parts unknown, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, you know, we're going to see how his scout, what he feels about these. They're going to sit down now. I, I think it actually has started. And they're going to have a two-week meeting, and they're going to look at all these kids, Jerry. Yeah. You know? And then we're going to see what changes are made after the draft. Sure. I don't expect anything now, Jerry. Tim, Mc- Tim Mc- uh, <clears throat> McDonald is going to kind of fill in that Mark Kahn's role. He's very highly thought of in that building. You like him, um, too. Yeah, I like Tim, too. Um, uh, and he's going to work now, and all these scouts now, and they're all going to get together, and they're going to work towards the draft, Jerry. Right. Okay? Yep. Uh, but Mark Kahn's didn't even survive that. Right. Yes. Now, Chris Pettit, I'm sure, will survive that. And who knows? Maybe him and Shane are pretty much on the same page with a lot of things philosophy-wise. We don't know. Yeah. But after the draft is when things probably will happen if Shane makes more changes. Chris, I want to get to one more guy. Before we do that, guys, we're going to take a break and be right back. Hang on one second. And we're back. Um, one guy who, another guy who was retained, Chris, and given the, pre- the uh, title of Vice President of Football Operations – Kevin Abrams. And strategy, Jerry. And yes, strategy. I'm sorry. And strategy. I apologize. Don't forget yes, strategy. Yes, and strategy. Yes, yes. Very important. And strategy. Strategery. Um, so, so, um, wow, lost my train of thought. That's what happens. You get older. Lost my train of thought. Oh, okay. So that was a guy that was thought highly, and you said this to your credit. You said yeah. thought very highly in the organization, mm-hmm. would have had a shot at GM had mm-hmm. it not been for just the disaster that the entire franchise was, but it's, so you think this is a good thing keeping him though. And I don't know what he does now, but what that title means. Well, I think basically Kevin Abrams is going to be a cap guy. I mean, you know, he's going to be his strategy, whatever title it is, strategic, whatever the hell you want to call it. Right. It's going to be cap. I mean, you know, look, Joe Shane spoke well about him, Jerry. Yeah. Spoke very highly of him. Yes. You know, he said, Hey, this guy's, I'm leaning on this guy. This guy's been a big help to me. Yeah. Good. You know, um, so he's going to stay. Uh, look, to Kevin Abrams' credit, he told Shane, listen, I'll take another title. You know, you could knock off that assistant GM for me. You know? And, I, and I, you just said Shane's more mature than you. If I was Kevin Abrams, I probably would have taken my ball and gone home. I would have. I'm just saying. That, that would have been my reaction. So right. kudos to him for not doing that, I mean. Yeah. Uh, look, he said, you know. I'm going to help you in other ways. And you could, you know, if you're looking for your own right hand man, assistant general manager, no problem. You know? Yeah. yeah. And that's what Shane said. Yeah, well, I am. <laughs> right. No, no. no. But you know what? Abus is going to, he's going to be here and he's going to do certain things, that, especially the cap, Jerry. As we all know, the Giants are in big trouble. No, oh, are the they? Salary yeah. cap. They're like 10 million, <laughs> I think like 10 million over right now, 8 million over, something like that. Hmm. And they're going to have to make some tough decisions. And, you know, that's going to be something we'll talk about, Jerry down the road on this podcast about yeah. guys that are going to be in trouble, what they could be doing. That, Chris, um, that could also be why the Bradbury name's brought up too, just because right. of how much he's going to cost. That's all. Right. I mean, yeah. Bradbury's a $9 million dead hit right now, $12 million savings if you cut him. Yep, that's right. You know, um, and the Giants are not eating any dead money right now. I think they got Sam Beal on the books. That's about it. Yeah. So some guys are going to be – look, Jerry, uh, look – We'll get into it more down the road, but yeah. is anything going to surprise me right now? Nothing. Nothing. 
Nope. I'm just asking about the Barkley and Bradbury rumors because I haven't seen like a, a reliable source say, well, I looked at it and says, oh, wow, man, Barkley might get no, straight, you know? No, there's nothing reliable. I don't know where the hell it's coming from. Yeah. So that's why I'm asking that. It's but com- complete speculation. Yeah, right. Or, you know, I don't know who's throwing it out there. Maybe somebody heard something. Uh, maybe, right? Yeah. But, Jerry, you look at this salary cap situation, a 4 and 13 season, mm. right? Mm. Would any would anything surprise you right now? No, nothing. 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 Zero. Nothing. The only nothing thing would I would be more surprised by guys that are retained at this point, Chris. Like if okay. this if they signed Peppers to stay, I'd be way more I'd be on the 80 percentile surprised by that. Right. right. I'm 80% expecting him gone. Yes. So me things too. like that would shock me, but trades moving around um nothing. Nothing would surprise me. Absolutely nothing. I mean, and if that means a Barkley trade, if that means a Bradbury release or trade, anything like that, big names. Right. (coughs) Excuse me. Nothing would surprise me with this new guy in this building and what he has to do to create some cap space. Now, he was on Sirius XM. I actually heard it, Jerry, last week. NFL Sirius, and he said, he goes, I'm looking to clear up like 40 million. 40 million, he said, yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> I was like, whoa, Joe. Yeah. You know, I was like, whoa. And that's going to take a lot of work, bro. You know? Yeah. It's, uh, it's going to get, it's going to have to get very creative to do that. But this is, uh, this is the task at hand. I, th- I think I'd be, and, and, and the reason I brought up Tony before, dude, one more time, I don't, I don't want to beat it to death, but I, I get, the Bradbury thing because of the salary. Barkley, okay, you owe him some money and, you know, he's injured, blah, blah, blah. But the Tony one was like, dude, he's cheap now. Unless you're getting a first rounder, that doesn't make any sense. So, but still, like you said, Chris, nothing would surprise me. And he's got a Jerry, monumental task ahead of him. Jerry, if that ever happened with Kadarius Tony, I don't know where, like I said, I don't know where it came right. from like that. But if that ever happened, that means Joe Shane knew something about him. When yes. They scouted him, yeah, in Buffalo, yeah, and they were and they were like, "Oh, this kid here, no way we're even gonna look." And now he comes to the Giants, as you don't imagine. Now he inherits them, yeah. Uh, so if that ever happened, you know that's something that Joe Shane, when they were scouting him in Buffalo, came up with something like and wanted no part of him. And I'll say, I'm sorry, but you know, yeah, no, it's a good point. And let me say one more thing. Even with the quarterback position, Chris, I know they're. I know they've spoken highly of Daniel. I get it. Nothing would surprise me there either. De- Jerry, zero. Jerry, you read my mind, bro. Yeah. Because the, have you noticed who's ready? Who's already starting to climb the charts? Yeah. Whose stock is starting to rise? Remember we talked about it? Yeah. Yep. Well, you saw what Kenny Pickett did at the Senior Bowl. Yep. People and- are like. He's opening a lot of eyes, right? And 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 Willis as well from Liberty. Right. That's another so, one. More of a project, but still rising. Right. So you look at it, and I agree, Jerry. They all talk well about Daniel. They, I, I know for a fact. You know, doing interviews, they said, "No, you know, we think Daniel got the short end of the stick." And right. We feel this kid's some stability. This kid could be a really solid quarterback. You know, but things change, Jerry. Yep. You know. Things change, bro. Things could change. Yep. You know, uh, I get it. That's what everybody's saying in January, but that doesn't mean they're going to be saying that in April. Right. That's right. You know, uh, so. And these guys haven't even thrown yet, these these kids that they're going to fall in love with more. Right. And, and so. At the combine, I mean. 
Now, and we're not saying, me and Jerry are not saying they're going to go court. I'm just right. saying that what they're saying in January doesn't necessarily mean what they're going to say in April. Okay. Right. Right. Um, so it'll be interesting and all that. So, how about this, Chris? Everything on the Giants, everything is on the table except left tackle. That's what I'll say. I'll, I'll leave it at that. Uh, and, uh, Jerry, I, I couldn't agree more, bro. <laughs> right. It's the most secure spot. I, you know, I, I think guys like Kenny Galladay, who are very disappointing first year, are going to really benefit with Dable and Kafka yeah. coming in here. Yeah. Um, so I think you'll see, you know, a guy like that benefiting more um, and all that. And look, this, look, they're going to have no tight end. I mean, think about it, Jerry. They're going to need tight ends next year. We're drafting two, I'm telling you right now. <laughs> They're going to need tight ends, right, Jerry? Because we're, right we're now, gonna, yeah. the only one on the roster, I think, is Caden Smith. We're going right? to drift, too. Yep. So, uh, you know, and by the way, Caden Smith is like a zero dead cap hit and 2.1 on a cap or something. So you could yeah. see him going, too, bro. Right. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, like you said, the only kid you look at right now is saying, well, who's safe on the offense? Well, Galladay is going to be safe. Sure. You know? and But it's going to be Andrew Thomas. And that includes Daniel. I'm, I'm not I even know, putting Daniel down as safe. I know it's amazing, isn't it? And if you if you could unload a big cap hit with Barkley, seven million, whatever, you could get draft picks. Dude, who knows? Like you said, like the the rumors are flying from somewhere. I don't know who, but it could be. Right. So you know, it's a new sheriff, man. It's a new you know. Joe Shane's in here, and he's got to do a lot of things, bro. Him and Brandon Brown, they got they have to get the work, man. You know. I'm trying to think. There's literally nothing else. I mean, safe-wise. Ojolari? I don't know. <laughs> Going by rookies. Like, oh, I, was thinking, I was thinking on the offensive side of the ball. No, I know, I know. McKinney, well, McKinney, defense, Ojolari, Lennon Williams. McKinney, you know, McKinney. McKinney, McKinney. There's a few guys on defense. Yeah, I know. I'm, know? I'm thinking about, like, yeah, I know offense. But yeah, I was, I was just thinking, thinking about the offense. I'm thinking the whole team. I'm like, man, who's safe on the yeah. whole team, for God's sake? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, you know. Like five guys. There's a lot to talk about, man. A lot, you know, and a lot more going to be talked about. Yeah. Uh, the next step is the senior bowls. Where are we? February. The next step's going to be March, Jerry. You know, with the combine. Yep. You know. Mm -hmm. And free agency. And then if free agency. If we can clear anything up. Right after that, where yeah. obviously they're not going to be uh, very aggressive at all. They just don't have the money for it, Jerry. You know. Uh, our, our, guys, our, our free agent issue is going to be, um, it's it's going to be uh, very light. <laughs> Because I don't know who, who we're going to be able to go after. Yeah, a lot of a lot of uh, third and fourth day signings, you know. Like, you know <laughs> right, right, right. Trying to get a guy here, a vet, a vet in here, you know, <laughs> pretty cheap, pretty cost, you know, all that stuff. So. You're going to see. You're going to see every sentence with if the Giants had money, they would. There you go. So right, and, and it's funny, Jerry, because all the Giants free agents this year. I mean, there might be only two back. I stretched oh. it to I stretched it to five, and I stretched it. Jerry, I don't see it. All I, I see back, honestly, is the long snap at Casey Kreider at a cheap, one, right? And Keon Croson, the special team. Yes. That's it. That's on maybe, I hope, Austin Johnson, but I don't even see that. I had him, and I had on a whim, I mean, because I had to do something with the article, Lorenzo Carter, but he's not staying because the, <laughs> I, I would keep him for a one-year deal, but someone's going to give him a three- to four-year deal. And I had one more person, and I, it's, it's not. Who? No. No, it's too, way too expensive. Way too expensive. Billy Price? No, no. Oh, well, I'm looking at the list. No, no, so no. no, no. I, it, there was oh, one. Pettis? Pettis? Yes. I'm trying to think who you would put down. Yes, yes. Pettis. Pettis. Okay. And again, it was, I like him. Let's give him another shot. Yeah, well, those are going to be very, you know, cost, cost, you know, low cost guys. You know, right. That, that right. you could get in there. 
That's right. You know, but but I stretched it to those five. You had two, right? Exactly. I had two special teams. Open three with Austin Johnson, hoping. Right. But I can see him getting pretty decent money too, because he had a pretty decent year. You know. Yeah, dude, we're gonna lose fifteen guys easy, easy. Yeah. Gone. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, you're gonna, you know, so it's gonna be, it's gonna be fascinating, Jerry. But you know what? I think we all should have faith right now. Yes. In the Joe Shane and the Brandon Browns, Jerry. You the know what I mean? The important aspects of this franchise seem to be on the right track. So. Yeah. Right now, Jerry. Right. I have faith. Yeah. That Joe Shane and Brandon Brown, the new assistant general manager, are looking at these college kids, Jerry, and they're going to come up with some nice players in this draft. Yeah, absolutely. Middle round, besides the early, middle round, maybe some middle round guys that are going to contribute like they did in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. You know, the Terrell, the Terrell, Terrell Edmonds, Let's go the on. Browns, yeah. <clears throat> guys that were starting for them, you know, to a very good team, you know, on a very good team. So, I have faith in these guys right now, Jerry. I have faith that when a Chris Pettis says, you know, uh, this kid's a pretty good project, you know, that Joe Shane's like, guy, get, stick that project up, you know what? <laughs> We're beyond project, Chris. You know what Way I mean? beyond project. <laughs> so, you know, and, and I have faith, Jerry, that the fifth and the seventh pick, if they keep those two kit picks, are going to be day one starters, Jerry. Right. You know? And you then I have... Be. Uh, right, Jerry? Yes. Uh, you have faith? I have faith that the fifth and seventh pick are going to be day one starters, Jerry. Yes. Right now. Right. And then I have faith that this third round pick, the fifth, fourth, whatever the hell else is coming up next. I don't have like nine picks. You know, I have faith that the Brandon Browns and the Joe Shins are going to get together and get us a football player in the fourth round, third round, and all that, Jerry. Right. Something that the previous guy didn't do. Right. And I'm not just talking about a guy that plays 15 snaps. He's he's a pretty good special teamer. Right. I'm talking about a guy that's in there, starting, right, Jerry. Right. Yep. Giving you quality snaps. Yes. You know? right. That's what I'm talking about, man. Not a so, platoon guy. Yeah. You know, not not a Cam Brown. You know, a special teams guy. Can't play. The, you know, I'm talking about a guy that's in there starting, bro. A right. guy that's in there giving you quality snaps, man. Right. Hey, you're going to need it, Jerry. You're not going to be out there signing 10 guys at free agency, bro. It's not happening. There's also the aspect of this coaching staff, Chris, that I I want to see guys that maybe fell out of favor with the old staff and see what happens. Like guys like, I'm not saying Darnay Holmes fell out of favor, but his playing time decreased this year from last year. I want to see what happens with guys like that, dude. Like we liked him as rookie year. I think we both gave him kind of rookie of the year. Right. And I I, I want to see what happens with, with players like that. So. Yeah. Well, everybody's gonna everybody's gonna get a clean slate, Jerry, with this yeah. new coaching staff. Yep. And they'll have to prove themselves, you know, come next year, uh, July, bro. You know. Yeah. In absolutely. training camp. So yep. uh, I think a lot of positive stuff. I, I think this Wing Martindale signing today, Jerry, really got the fan base fired. <laughs> I did, see yeah. people on Twitter; they were really pumped up over it. You know, so Jim Vassell was like, "Game on," or something. He said, "I don't know." He said something like, I, "I'm I'm all for this," or something. The you know, oh, that goes to your vassals all for something the millennials say. Only kidding, Jim. Only kidding. <laughs> something these millennials say, like full stop. Yeah, I don't know. He's vassal. He's a millennial. I don't know what the hell he's talking about half the time. <laughs> so. All right, dude. Great job. Excellent going through all this because there was a lot of changes since our last podcast. Since we have a whole new freaking team. Um, <laughs> question time, guys. Eighty-three questions, really? Wow. 
thank you. We're not gonna we're not gonna get to nearly 83, but there were some good ones I highlighted earlier. I'm gonna get to. We're gonna start off with Booker Daniels, Chris. We haven't heard from him in a while. <coughs> so Booker starts off with, "Hey, Mr. Palmetto State, meaning you." <laughs> I keep hearing Shane refer to depth of the draft and having more darts. Would you trade out of five or seven or both? What are you hearing about the likely roster changes? Can I try that one first? Yeah. Would I trade out of five or seven? It depends on what's it depends on what's there, Booker. If Neil right now, as I feel right now, if the draft was today, if Neil, Thibodeau, or Hutchinson are there at five, no, I'm not trading. But based on the rest of them, that 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 next four through thirteen, would I trade out? Depends what I got for the five. If I got, I wouldn't trade down far, but if I trade, say, the Vikings to 12 um, and they gave me a second and a third or something like that, absolutely I would trade down. Yes. Yep. There are a few guys that are, you know what, we're taking this guy right now. We're not playing around. But I would, you could, that's the beauty about the five and seven because you could trade with either one. If you get your guy at five and you like a cluster of guys at seven, go for it. And I think guys like Shane think that way. You know what's going to be interesting, Jerry? Yeah. Joe Shane and Brandon Bean were pretty aggressive in Buffalo in moving up. Right. That's a good in point. The draft. Yes. Yep. Uh, you know what's going to be really interesting is that if they really got their eye on one guy and he doesn't go in the first two picks, three picks, if they really move up to that dirt, uh, put a yeah. couple of picks, I don't sure. know. Yeah. Or maybe in that second round, third round, and they try to move up in that first round to try to get a guy or something that they, that hasn't been picked yet that they're big on because they were very aggressive in the Buffalo drafts in moving up right. to get their guy. Right. Forget about Josh Allen. Besides Josh Allen, right. they move up to get their guy. So that's what I'm really interested in what Shane's going to do in this draft, man. It's a, it's a good point. Like, say it's four, and you think the Jets are going to go Stingley, say. Just, just say, because they need secondary help. What are the Jets? Jets are four? Jets Jerry? are four, yeah. Right. But you got to worry about another team moving up and taking the guy maybe that you see, right? So you got to worry about someone else trading up. So it's not even just about that team. It's about who the hell's going to jump us and get maybe Hutchinson, who's somehow still there, or Thibodeau. Then you say, you know what, let's let's make this move. So it's a good point, Chris. Jerry, I don't think you're going to see any of that nonsense with this guy Shane and now Brandon Brown about a team jumping us like yeah. it happened on the Gettleman, you yeah. know? Yeah. You know? Yeah, I think they're going to be all over this. I really do, Jerry. I don't think you're going to see anything like that happen with the Giants, man. That would shame. Yep. It even happened with a Corsi in 01 with uh, with uh, Santana Moss. Uh, let's see. That. Yeah, because then we traded. Uh, well, we we went up and got Will Allen. Ooh. Okay. Anyway, good memories, guys. Good memories. Uh, New York Giants Society. No, sorry. I just answered that one, buddy. Uh, Vikings, I said. <clears throat> All right. Um, we answered that one. Uh, see, I highlighted some of these that we already touched on. All right, Rich Redman, our boy Rich. What makes a franchise a gold standard? I've always heard that the Giants are such a team growing up and always wonder what makes a, a team earn such a distinction and not another team. Never heard the Eagles called the gold standard. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you win a lot of Super Bowls and, uh, you know... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I always, I used to joke that I'm a, I'm a very big Ranger fan, but I would say that the Rangers used to hide behind their fact that they're old and call it tradition. Well, a lot of winning, like what you, you tell me, Chris, you keep track of this four Stanley Cups, maybe in a billion years, right? Hmm. Like, so I, I think, I think, and I love the Rangers and I love where they're headed, but I think the gold, a gold standard is like, you know, the Steelers, 
you know, the Packers, teams like that who've just consistently won. The Dallas used yeah. to be a gold standard team, not anymore, Rich. Uh, but we'll get back there, buddy. Don't worry about it. Uh, God willing. All right, Lisa, so bad six. You're you're on the clock with the number five pick. Who are the Giants taking, Chris? One of those offensive tackles, Jerry. Yeah, okay. I know there's like three of them coming out that are pretty good, right? So yeah. I know Neil's the best one. He'll probably be gone. But I know there's a couple other ones that are, a lot, you know, that are projected very high. So I'm going to go with the offensive lineman, Jerry. Lisa, I'll tell you this because I already read the response to you, but I'm on board with you and Tom. I don't care who they take at five or seven or if they trade down. I just want one of those picks to be Linderbaum. I, it, it, it's, it makes so much sense to take that kid and figure it out. I don't care if they took him at 5, 7, 12. Please come away in the first round with that kid, okay? Fine. So I agree with you, Lisa. So you, you would take him at 5 over one of the offensive linemen? Uh, tackles? No, because he would still be there at 7, I think. Mm. I'm just saying come away with him one way or another. Jerry, who's 6? Who's behind this? Ah, uh, forget about it. I, I thought maybe you knew Car- all it Carolina? It's not Carolina. I I'm drawing a blank who the hell's behind us. <laughs> No, okay. I, I okay. don't look at it's. I don't know if it's Carolina. Uh, no, no, no. All right. we'll it's going to drive me more. crazy now, though. So you answer the next question while I look that one up because it's going to drive me nuts, Chris. I'm sorry. Uh, actually, Julio Souza just wants us to give a shout out to Brazil. Dude, listening to us from Brazil? That's awesome, Julio. Good job, buddy. Thank, Thanks, thank man. You. Thank you, Brazil. Right? Oh, my God. Giselle, uh, Giselle country. Yeah. Nice. Tom's girl. There you go. Tom's girl. Oh, Chris, this is right up your alley. Thomas Dimopoulos, I think that's how you say his name. I'm butchering it, buddy. I'm sorry. If we consider the Gettleman Giants a wasted LP in the cutout bin, and this summer, as Led Zeppelin heading into the studio for the first time, he's saying it took three years to first reach the champion levels of Led Zeppelin 4 and beyond, which is Chris is going to disagree with immediately. Do you see a similar timed climb for the Giants to reach the houses of the holy? What? So what the hell was so that question? His question is, if this summer is Led Zeppelin like walking into the studio, <clears throat> right? And it, he's this saying... Is, hold on, hold on. I, I, I got to okay. slow down. I'm getting old. This summer is like Led Zeppelin walking into the studio. For the okay. first time as a band. Okay. For, for the first time as a band. Oh, right. okay, Nine, pre, yeah. pre, out, pre Led Zeppelin first album. Gotcha. He's saying... It didn't really take until Led Zeppelin 4 where they were launched. Like, so they became Led Zeppelin. Do you see a similar path for this Giants, is what he's saying. Uh, which I think you'll disagree with. You'll say, no, 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 no. Well, I'm going to absolutely disagree with that one. Right. Okay. Right. <laughs> um, do I see the Giants to, to reach a Zeppelin? Will it, will, it take, will it take basically four years, three years? I don't think it's going to take that long, buddy. Yeah. I take it's a couple of years, but couple, I don't think it's going to take the four years. No, I don't. All right, but you dis and you disagree with the fact that you know it took four years. Right, Panthers, I was right. It's six, baby. I was right. It's six. Panthers are picking sixth. So okay, <laughs> psyched. Yes, like when Why I get so one right. Psyched about that. Okay. I like when I get them right. Oh, All right. Okay. So Thomas, Led Zeppelin one and two were spectacular, but yeah, I mean, so. All right, we'll do a couple more. Ramir, 38. When George Young took over the GM position for the horrific 70s era, did the Giants have high turnover in the front office? Trying to compare what's been done 
in the past to what Shane might do in the present. Ramir, I think they had like two GMs between like the 40s and when George Young was hired. One was Andy Robustelli. I don't know the other guy's name, but he was there like 30 years because I don't know what the GM did. They were run by the Maris, bud. So there's a little, little pull up, uh, pull up next to the fire and uh, drink some hot cocoa while I give you a little history lesson here. <laughs> I mean, they were run by Wellington and Jack Marrow. When, when Jack died in 65, everything fell on Wellington and it was too much for him. So Roselle ended up coming in and saying, you got to hire George Young to run this because uh, it's, uh, it's disastrous. Oh, Chris, Adriana Iafola reminding us, is Davis Webb QB2 and should we be concerned? <laughs> Forgot about it. Oh, I don't know. I mean, uh, I don't know who's going to be QB2 yet. To yet. Yeah. I, w- I would not really want him as QB2, though. I can tell you that. No, no. You see, he's talking about going into coaching already. Did you see that? No, I Davis didn't. Webb? Yeah. I didn't yeah, see he that. wanted to be a coach. He was thinking about coaching. Wow. And he brought him over here to be, a, you know, the back of quarterback competition and all that. He's right. a real bright, smart guy. I don't know what the hell that's about. We, we went to we went to Cal, right? Where'd he go? Oh, Texas yeah, Tech? Yeah. He went started Texas Tech? I don't know where he went. Uh, hey, guys. Michelle Collins. Hey, guys. Realistically, how many picks do you think they'll use on the O-line in the entire draft, Chris? Thanks for doing such a great job. Finally <laughs> excited about the G-Men. <laughs> oh, uh, I was, uh, man. The city got nine picks. Probably, probably about, th- I would say three. Yeah, I, I say three or four. Yep. And I actually might be four because I think they are going to do something where they get multiple picks. That's just my feeling. Uh, do a couple more, bud. Marlon L. Jr., which former Giants player do you want to see win a Super Bowl more? Odell Beckham or Eli Apple? <laughs> That's not even close. <laughs> I don't care. Odell. I mean, it's not even. Uh, but I'm, Odell, yeah. But I'm rooting for the Bengals. But I don't. It doesn't bother me that Eli Apple wins a Super Bowl. No, it doesn't bother me. But I'm rooting for the Bengals. Uh, I'm trying to find one more. Say, so Larry, we got to make a. I guess we might. We have to make a Super Bowl prediction, huh, Jerry? Before yeah, we, we sign off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Larry at Gen Seven brings up the point. Like, hey guys, everyone's so quick to trade Barkley, but what if you put a decent, decent O line in front of him? That's a great point, dude. That's what we're well, saying. We talked about, yeah, yeah. 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 Right. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Uh, Jamie at Chadungo. Hello, gents. First time, fairly long time. Who do you think has a chance at a good bounce back season under the new regime? Love the work you do and haven't missed a podcast since I discovered this. Thanks. That's awesome. Thank you very much. So bounce back, Chris. What do you got? Barkley. That's a good one. Uh, Yeah, that's probably the best one. Let me try to do one more. Uh, scouting question again. Here we go. One more, Chris. You're a college football guy from GPA 15. How good is how good is Hutchinson? Would you trade our set? No. Okay. This is buffoonery. I like. I, okay. The first part of your question is fine. Would you trade your 737.69 for him? Then use the five on an offensive tackle. <laughs> No, oh, you know what? It's not that. No. That's not that bad, though. Okay, I thought he was saying yeah. it's not that bad. Um, would, would I trade my seven? Would you trade your seven, thirty-seven, and sixty-nine to move up to get Hutchinson, so and then still one, have your five? Two, and yeah. still have the five. Yeah, you still have another um, third. I don't so know. You're trading the I just called one. it. I just called it buffoonery. It's actually a pretty good idea. That's not a bad. That's not a bad. <laughs> that's not a bad uh, suggestion yeah. there. Yeah, that's fine. You're fine. I take it. I back. wouldn't do that. No. We need too much. 
Yeah, we, we I like them. I'm not quite. Yeah, I'm not. I don't think I would do that because we just need a little too much, man. Yeah. So now you're giving up. You really you're giving up your a, a pretty good chance of solidifying that offensive line, right? Because right. you gave up another number one. You're giving yeah. up your two, right? Yeah. So um, considering the Giants, now nah, I would not do that. That's a pretty good. I like that trade scenario, though. But you're no, going to have to nail your offensive line pick at five, and then you're not going to get another one till round three. We need too much. I just think they need too much. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you can get a Jabo at uh, the Michigan kid, maybe at seven, or Carlaftis. Hey, we'll get into the draft. I don't, I don't get into too much now. Good stuff, buddy. Anything else? No, that's it, man. Awesome. So. What a, what a catch-up. What a catch-up that was. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm sweating over all those names. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think as much stuff will be happening next week, Jerry. I think everything's kind of settling down now. So Yeah. We'll have yeah. to figure out what Maybe we're doing. Maybe just a here and there type thing, but you know, we'll yeah. talk about whatever the hell happens this week. Um, Maybe we try to get a guest next week. Next week, we'll try to get a guest. Yeah. Um, Super Bowl, Jerry. Who do you like? I like the Rams. I'm rooting for the Bengals, but I like the Rams. Um, I just the, the the offensive line for the Bengals. It's just it's so bad. And the Rams. I just think it's the Rams year. Um, they were. Me- I think they're 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 meant for this game. Mm. Uh, it's going to be high score, like 37, 27, something like that. Mm. You know, every time I say, how the hell are they going to win this game with that offensive line? How the hell are they going to win this game with that offensive line? Yeah. Well, all the Bengals have done is I know. win You're right. with that offensive line. Yeah. I looked at, I looked at the Titan game. I said, they're just going to get destroyed. Up front. No way. And they gave up nine sacks and they still win. Yeah. I see the, I see the championship game. And I said, I guess the Chiefs said, well, Chris Jones and those guys, it's just going to be all over Burrow. Yeah. They only give up a couple sacks, and they win that game. Yeah. So now you look at this game, Jerry, and you see, you say the Leonard Floyds, the Aaron Donalds, the Von Bills. There's just no way they're going to keep him off Burrow. They're going to get destroyed. Well, you know what, Jerry? I'm not going to go for I know the Rams. I, I was so impressed with Lou Anarumo, what he did last week. In the second half against the Chiefs, I think he's going to do enough. Uh, you know what? I see, yeah. Jerry, I see a similarity with Tom Brady in his second year and Joe Burrow in his second year. Like, nobody thought Brady was going to beat the Rams. No, no one. In, in 01. Right. And not that nobody's giving the Bengals any chance in this game, but the Rams are favorite. And, and, you know, it's Stafford, all, you know, the whole deal. But, you know what, Jerry? I'm just going to go with. The second year, man, Burrow, I'm going to go with another last second, like the way Patriots were winning in 01. Oh, wow. Last second field goals. Yeah. I'm going to go with a 27-24 Bengals upset. Awesome. Here. Good. I hope you're right. Uh-uh. I hope you're right. And I love, dude, and I love, I'm a believer in Burrow. I love him. Love him. Yeah. I mean, I'm just sick and tired of saying, well, they, they're not going to be able to block these guys. Uh, they're not going to, even when they don't block them. Yeah. They're finding a way to win games. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Uh, last week, you know, the second half, they come, uh, Luana Ramos, st- you know, the, the defense stops him in the second half. And you know what? The, you know, you talk about the Rams, Jerry, and, you know, they got Odell and they got Cooper Cup and all. But, dude, the Bengals got more weapons. They got more weapons. Yeah. They, they, those three receivers and Joe Mixon, you know, uh, and then Burrow. He's just phenomenal, dude. This kid is special. Isn't it amazing, Chris? So I'm going to go with the upset. I'm going to go with the upset, Jerry. You go back to last year's draft, and what was the one thing we kept saying? 
Chase won't be there. Chase is out of the equation. Chase is such <laughs> a difference from Devontae Smith and Waddle, right? Like, it was like, there's no way he's there. I mean, look at him. He's ridiculous. What a, he's a ridiculous receiver. Talk about every, every analyst, every draft analyst getting that one right. You know, anyone who watched college football, you, said, you right? You were like, no, Chase is, you know, Devontae Smith, it's going to be, maybe we get Devontae Smith or Waddle. We are not getting Chase. He yeah, is head and shoulders above everyone yeah, else. Yeah, you remember what I said, right? I remember yeah. I said, Jerry, Chase is here. Right. And then everybody else is here. Remember? He's Randy Moss, basically. It's like, oh, my um, God, this kid's well, great. What he's done this rookie season yeah. is incredible. And I think he was second in the NFL in yak yards this yeah. year. And the Rams just have not tackled well in that secondary. I, I, I'm going to, you know, Jerry, I'm just going to go with the upset. I, I'm going to go with Burrow and the Bengals and Stan Allen and Luan and Rumo to do something to, to hold them to enough points where Burrow, I, I just see that second year Brady and second year Burrow similarity, man. Um, good, good stuff. So man. I'm going to go. I'm going to go with Cincinnati, Jerry. There you have it, folks. The upset. I'm rooting for him. I hope you're right. Anything else, pal? No, that's it, man. All right, cool. We'll see you guys next week. We'll uh, we'll figure out what we're doing. All right, guys. To order a subscription to the Giant Insider, go to www.thegiantinsider.com, and for a digital su- subscription, go to magster.com. M-A-G-Z-T-E-R. All right, guys. It's a new era. Sundays are Giant days, baby. Take care, everyone. Bye, bye, everybody.